back. And we are now live. Perfect timing, John. Boom. Welcome to episode eight. New high score. Yes, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, my hype man. Uh, we have got a new background. Hopefully this looks really cool for y'all. Um, we've been uh, Our guy that does our stuff brought this one up, and I was going to hope it would look really good. Yeah, it's very uh, mellow. Hopefully it does. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, since you're like my Malifaux dude and know all that stuff. Um, other than that, this is we're back all together as a team. We've been all off in some form or another due to John just wanted to Netflix and chill. And let's see, Seth. Seth. I traveled to Chicago for a weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's was, a I good was, excuse. I was a state away from from the recording studio. State away, mm -hmm. uh, and well, let's see. We had a really good podcast last week. I think it went really well. Hopefully, everybody likes it. Um, other than that, let's talk about our drinks. I think we're going to be a little disturbed to find out what everybody's drinking tonight. Let's go with Seth. Um, I am unfortunately dealing with a pretty nasty cold, so I have just switched from incredibly spicy ginger tea to Kroger's Blackberry Citrus Seltzer Water. Mm. Uh, ah. Tastes like water. <laughs> and, John, what are you going for today? Uh, I have another Kraken Barrel. Um, I, I'm, what? I'm out of vanilla whiskey, so I can't do vanilla whiskey and vanilla Coke, so Kraken and root beer. Cracking and rebrand. It's actually Sorry. it's actually pretty good. <laughs> Today, I have to shame myself. I'm going with water. Oh. Uh, I cracked a tooth, and so I'm taking some pain meds. And so, as a responsible adult, I'm not going to mix alcohol and pain meds together because you know that's no way no. I retract my comment. But <laughs> I will be eating my Red Hot popcorn. So if you um, Hear me crunching. This shit is the bomb. I mean, just look at that. Look how red that is. Ah, it's good. I have, um, I have a very large mosquito in here with me. Don't eat it. Oh, uh, well, anyways. See if you can tame it. Cheers. A pet. Cheers. Cheers. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Nope, I'm going to kill the fuck out of this thing. As soon as it comes near me. <laughs> you hope everybody had a good weekend. Everybody had stayed out of trouble. Kept everything good. Uh, yes, this podcast is for irresponsible adults, and next week I will be drinking again, because I see the dentist tomorrow. Away! Um, in the pre-ramble, Congo stated that he wanted to know and have us pick one of our factions, and I said that I was going to be playing a new game, um, and I was going to say it here, which I guess I will now. Um, I will be playing the new Batman game. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Uh, since the new rules came out, I thought I would go for it, and the new um, faction I'm going to pick up, because I saw the models and I thought they were just balls amazing, was... Monkeys. 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 Is that an option? Gorillas, would... technically. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gorilla Karatna's crew is actually an option. I... They're sitting in my wish list on, on, on a couple of carts. I'm like, I should... No, I shouldn't. <laughs> well, I decided to go with Bane. 
and his team. Because the models looked really cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bane looked awesome to begin with, but then, like, the little henchmen that he has with them, <laughs> they looked really, really awesome. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Are they hey, are they come. luchadores? No. Oh. All right, I'm back out. But they looked really cool. I read some of the rules, watched a couple of the gameplay videos, and um, it was really interesting to watch some of the games um, being played. With the real, with the with the new rules, it was pretty interesting. I had a good time. So is this? The, I, can, uh, I can waste forty bucks. Sorry, is this the night models game that's coming out, or the board game that I've been seeing? The night models. Mm. That's played on a three by three, and you know all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Okay. Alternating turns. Sell me on this game. Um, it's played on a three by three. Um, it's not about who you kill first. You do have objectives and things you have to grab. Mm-hmm. And you also have, like, manhole covers, so that you can, like, teleport around the area, pretty much. Um, height does matter. Like, Batman can swing up around uh, things and go up high. Um, guns are fucking deadly. And I mean really, really deadly, but you have limited ammo. Mm. So you can't just shoot every round. Um, so you have to be careful. I, whenever you buy your army, you buy stuff, and then you have to buy like ammo. You buy gear. You buy handcuffs. Mm. Um, and it's alternating uh, models. So you move a model, do whatever you need to do. I do a model. You do you know back and forth until everybody's done. Um, and then you draw for uh, initiative. Um, it's kind of got the. Um, I feel like Guild Ball, where you allocate their token sets mm-hmm. to their abilities and stuff, um, which is kind of cool. Kind of sets up. So if you want Batman to go batshit crazy beating the crap out of people this turn, you chunk it into a lot of that stuff. Um, and also Batman, not only can he like beat the crap out of the guy on the left on his turn, but he also throw a bat ring at someone that's down the distance and hit them too. Cause, so cause he can do range and melee. Yeah. Batman. 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 Uh, but, I mean, it looked... I mean, the models looked really cool, and they're going to plastic, so they're no longer metal. Um, it's like 40 bucks for a team, which is like main guy and three people on the Bane team, and I think uh, Batman is like him and three cops, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a Joker team, and there's all this other stuff, but, I mean, I, I can go and spend 40 bucks and not feel bad if I only play this game once, two, three times, you know, in a month type thing. Yeah. yeah. The, the uh, Gorilla Grodd one is uh, Grodd and two gorillas, and they're actually made of resin. They're actually pretty good. I've, uh, I've been pre- reasonably impressed with their models. Uh, plus, yeah. some of them have some crossover into the DC Universe game, which is... looks to be a pretty good hoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they have Flash and all this other stuff. And I originally was going to get into the Marvel game. <laughs> I'm a huge Nightcrawler fan, and I was talking to people about what Nightcrawler does, and I'm just like, I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I was like, oh, I'll look into it. Next week, canceled. I'm like, well, save my money there. Yeah, oh, just... so you did it. You made that mm-hmm. happen. No, that was me. Actually, it was my fault because I literally just assembled all my models, bought bases for them, and got them together. So far. Why, why am I doing a show with you two? I like those models. Cool. I do too. 
I, I, I wonder what's going to happen and who's picking it up. The problem is I don't think it's going to... It was actually a U.S. license problem. Uh-huh. They have they can do what they want. They just can't do that in the U.S. because that license costs a ton more money because they're a Spanish company. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't think they're going to get a license over here um, probably because they want too much money. And Heroclix has got the monopoly probably on that for now. I mean, the DC license is a lot cheaper right now, so they've got it, and they can do whatever they want around, at least in the U.S. too. But, you know, I keep hoping someone will make a good Marvel game, or they'll get the actual Marvel license there. But I'm not holding my breath. You, you know what kind of license I'm kind of looking forward to, and I'm not a huge fan of the series. Harry Potter. Oh fuck yeah, those models look awesome. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, but damn, those models look cool, and I will play me some Voldemort and kill some kids. <laughs> is is this some sort of just workplace fantasy work happening? Is that what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will name you Little Bobby. Uh, my friend Erica is like huge into Harry Potter and you know she's trying to start which she painted her first miniature by the way and fuck her um, cause uh, it looks better yeah. it, so much better than what my first one did um, clean and everything too it was amazing nice um, but I showed it to her and she's like super ecstatic about it and so I mean I'm gonna apply it. if it's got a good rule set and everything yeah I'll get into it I got no problem with that. I'm not going to argue with it. Um, before we get in our topic, did anybody else have anything like um, model or gaming related they want to talk about? Uh, I finished the uh, Slowcore League. I was running for my buddies, and funny enough, the uh, we we wanted one of the new guys to win, but we weren't going to go and engineer it. Uh, mm-hmm. But two of the experienced guys who were playing the most uh, didn't really get many games in the last two weeks. So I, I totaled it up, and uh, Bill had 58, Chris had 59, and Norrin, the guy we wanted to win, had 60. Sweet. So I'm like, excellent, you win. Now you get your prize, which I'm providing. So. <laughs> and now nice. I get to run an actual game uh, uh, for uh, the local store. Uh, they've got no one running anything right now, so I'm going to uh, run a uh, Slogar League for him. Cool. That. Um, guys, before we get started, we go real crazy. Up here oh. is our patron website. Wait, dinner has uh, arrived. She must. Wait, wait, wait. No. All right. So make sure. We, we would. Just Hi, like, Alex. We would just like to know what is what is on tap for dinner. Uh, tonight's meal will be some braised bok choy over brown rice, uh, topped with a pressure cooked Korean style rib. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited no about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cook for Seth. I just bring him something. And then I go oh, eat yeah, the yeah. rest of it. It's true. <laughs> it's fair. That's okay. awesome. Thanks, yeah. Alex. Have a good show. Yeah. Doug. Hey, Doug. Come on, DJ. Come on. Come on. Oh. All right. Again, this works. Hey, I'm not going to argue with that. I Me either. No, I'm not going to. Um, let's get back to the quick conversation um, of our patron account. 
uh, up there. We are going to be sending out to our patrons that are subscribing at the right amounts. We will be, I will be sending out the dice at the end of this week. Just got to pack and mail them up. So if you are a subscriber, make sure you have your uh, mailing address on there. Uh, that way I don't have to hunt you down. Makes it a whole lot easier because I just print it off and make it one big spreadsheet. Uh, and if you are $15 and higher, which actually we only do it $15. We went from 5 to 15 uh, Seth will be giving away one miniature mm-hmm. uh, at the end of this month. And we, if you are a part of that, um, make sure your address is on there so we can get that to you as quickly as possible. It will be coming from Seth, not me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, and can I just say that it is a model that not only did I have a lot of fun painting, but like I enjoyed it so much I almost don't want to give it away because I know I can't get another one. Oh, <laughs> snap. We'll have to find yep. one. Yep. Um, it is 15 uh, a show. Uh, because we're going to be charging per episode now, but there's not going to be more than four episodes. We're not going to charge you more than four times. That's going to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what. I, I Even if we bring out... Seth brings out four videos and four podcasts, <coughs> we're just going to charge you four times a month maximum. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless we do like a fundraiser or something like that, that's, we don't want y'all... We don't want to charge... We're just trying to keep the lights on, as old John used to say. Because yeah. uh, we have to pay for... Um, streaming, we have to pay for housing, Hosting, pay yeah. all that other stuff hosting, all that stuff um, and that's all we're doing uh, nobody's making this huge profit off everything, if it was I would quit my day job but, if only but that's a dream uh, that's a dream, yes but like I said, at the end of the month we'll be sending out all the dice, we'll, Seth will be sending out the miniature, and um we also have another video coming out from Seth this month, and John, are you going to be trying to do a video a week? Uh, not not a week. Um, I'm going to do two or three a month is my goal for uh, my. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I can I can record them video if you want, but they're I plan to only make him audio because seeing me in this wonderful background talking is not going to add that much excitement to anything. No, it's okay. What I did is I actually took. Uh, the file you gave me and overlaid our background over it a bunch of times till it went through the entire podcast. It went through the entire audio stream. So it can be video and audio. So you can get download it from our iTunes account and watch it on our YouTube. Oh, awesome. Yay. So that was, yeah, it was quick and easy. I was like, how can I do this? And I was like, oh, copy, paste, copy, paste. And just started copy, pasting until it went to the end of the thing and it was done. Awesome. Ingenuity. So, Who has it? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to work all this. <laughs> electronic video stuff works. So, if you can subscribe, I would appreciate it if you're not one. If you know somebody that likes our podcast, I mean, a dollar is a dollar, and it helps out a lot. Um, Other than that, Seth, you brought up today's topic to me. You get to start off. Alright, so as a hobby guy, God, I have to hold off on dinner. What did I do? Um, Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. So, as a hobby guy, whenever I see new hobby tools come out, I get really excited, and Games Workshop has a history of putting out some really terrific and some really terrible hobby tools. Uh, This past week, they released their new app um, for Citadel Paints, and I'm going to pull mine up right here. And I probably spent an hour and a half, two hours, just playing with it, seeing how it would work, 
the different options. So if you haven't seen this yet, it's called the Citadel Paint app. It's got four cool features. One is they've got a paint by color where if you click on it, it gives you a list of possible colors that you could go, and it's most of the colors in the color wheel. Uh, and those of you who are Patreon subscribers and get the video this week will go, oh, I know why that actually is really handy. Um, this is a nice way to set it up. It looks like a bunch of just paint splotches, but has the name next to it. And if you click on one, it gives you options of light, dark, or the pure color. And then if you click on it again, it gives you a recipe guide for how to paint it. So they'll tell you the names of the paints you need, and then it has a little picture of one of the Space Marine backpacks painted using that particular strategy. Um, the second option is they've got a paint by miniature, where you can look at one of their pre-painted studio models, select from Fantasy or 40K, click on it, and then it'll give you a cool diagram where you can touch um, one of the labels and it'll tell you again the recipe how did you do that but not only does it give you the recipe it gives you the option of do you want to learn how to do it using layer method or do you just want to dry brush the hell out of this thing and get a similar effect last option uh, of just the easy selects is choose terrain and it'll tell you how to use their various terrain options in order to get a, uh, a particular look what I like about it that I thought was particularly neat was if you're in the paint by color, it gives you a little tiny icon of a camera in the top right. Thank you, Vanna. Um, and you can take a photo of something and it will actually give you suggestions on what colors you could use to get something similar. Uh, pros. I like that you had a lot of different options of how you want to look at color. It is very much aimed at just anybody coming in and starting to play around with it. Um, I like that you could look at what they do. You could think about colors in general. Um, it's also got a, a feature where you can track what paints you currently have, as well as whether or not you uh, would like to add them to a wish list. So it's, it's a fairly nice app that way. Where I found it lacking is it's got set recipes, um, which means that if you're looking at their paint by figure, and for instance, you look at um, the, sorry, I'm trying to pull it up, the Corn Berserker and then the Cataphon Battle Servitor of Mars, if you look at them, you can just see that these are not actually the same colors. But if you click on what their armor is supposed to be, it's their dark red formula, and their dark red formula matches fairly well what you see on the Corn Berserker model, but doesn't match the uh, Cataphon Battle Servitors of Mars. So it's a great place to start, but it kind of gets limiting pretty quickly. So if you're a brand new painter, or you're someone who's like, I don't understand colors at all, and I'm not buying a Patreon first, come on, throw us a couple bucks. Um, Second, um, at some point, most people want to understand color at least a little bit more than they do right now, and um, this is a good way to sort of push yourself out of your comfort zones, paint some things you're not used to. Um, the other thing I didn't love about it is, and I wish that it had, this is a, a fairly easy fix too, is a place for you to make lists of the mixes and uh, formulas that you use. 
So if you're painting up your custom army, well, what do you do? What's your base layer? What do you put on as your first shade or second shade and highlight? There's other apps out there that do that, but they cost. Um, I use an app all the time called Paint My Minis for through iTunes. It's great. Nice, easy, very customizable. Uh, took me you know, an hour and a half to figure out how to use all of its features, and I've been using it for years, and it's great. I think that GW could easily add that, and they would have um, one of the most competitive paint apps out there. I know that... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crimson1919 was asking about that. How does it compare to other apps like Paint Pot, Paint My Minis, Paint Track, etc.? Uh, so, Paint My Minis is my favorite one out there, but I don't have a Android device to play with. Um, I think it's Paint Pot is the one that I've seen people use there. But Paint My Minis and Paint Pot are very similar. Paint My Minis I prefer a little bit more because it's super customizable. So I can put on any brand of paint. I can create the exact shades of it in my display. Um, when I sit down to work with Paint My Mini, the first thing that I do when I open it up to create a new project is uh, you get a page that looks like this. It's just a bunch of data uh, waiting to be filled in. And there's a project color scheme. And so it pulls up a color wheel for you and helps guide you through that color selection process so you know where you're going and you know that this is going to make sense. Um, it's things like that that I think makes Paint My Minis a little bit better choice if you're trying to push beyond the simple GW paint style. Uh, currently, right now, I've been spending a bunch of time with um, some of my new my new friends at the local game store and we've been doing every other week painting Saturdays. They've learned basically everything they could learn from the uh, Games Workshop video tutorial channel to the point at which when they're talking about their brushes, they talk about it in terms of brand name even though they're not using that brand of brushes. Like, Where's your artificer brush? I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no clue. And... Ah. Uh, do, do you know what an artificer brush is? Nope, no? they've changed names since I worked there. Okay. All I know is that when I walked no, back the, by the display, they had a two-inch wide Bob Ross brush, and they were like, $15! No. <laughs> not, not doing The big old uh, paint, uh, their tank brush, I think is what it was. It was They're, their terrain brush. That's yeah, like, that's, that's even yeah. bigger that's... than the tank brush. The tank brush, though, was freaking amazeballs. Yeah. I mean... Yes. I still own one. Yeah, it's... Those were great, and mm -hmm. their brushes aren't the highest quality. I mean, but I worked for Games Workshop for years, mm -hmm. and at employee discount, their brushes are amazing. Mm -hmm. I still own. I still have some still sealed. Yeah. What does it say about my painting? Mm. <laughs> paint more. I don't. I need to paint more. You got it right. Mm -hmm. So that was sort of my general first impression, and. Uh, John, I know you spent some time playing around with it too. So, what did you think? Um, I've I only played a little bit. I didn't look at like the uh, paint by model thing too much, um, but I, I did a lot with the videos. I was really impressed that they have links mm. to the videos. Now you'll need to have you know Wi-Fi or it'll use your data to download the videos, but it links directly to the videos. So if you're new to painting and you want easy access to all those, it is great for that. It gives you little tips on how to do whatever style you're you're going for. That's like their first page there, and I was 
I mean, that's the first thing I saw when I downloaded it uh, after you told me what we're going to do this, so the Get Started mm. section, where it's got all this stuff, and I was blown away by that. This, with links to the videos as an app, is a worthy free app. Yeah. For free, it is the right price. Yes, it is amazing, and, and everything on top of it is just gravy. Literally, you can take the photo thing, and you can take a photo of anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I took a photo of the, 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 the top of my cup here, and it's like, let's figure out what colors you need for that. And it found colors like, you'd probably use this. Mm-hmm. And with my knowledge of GW colors, it, it would be close. Yeah. Um, to be fair, though, if you're using it, make sure the lighting is good, because it really will look at the shadows and might take it a step darker if your lights are too dark, or maybe a step brighter if the lights were too bright. I haven't tried all that. But uh, in sitting in the game store next to uh, Dave Value, who paints Ultramarines all day and all night, um, I just took a picture of one of his models. I'm like, all right, that one. And I looked, and I'm like, uh, did you do that? He's like, yep, I did that pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's spot on. Yep. Uh, if you're using Seth? GW colors, for sure. When I've tried using it on mixes, things that I've made using other pigments, it got really confused. Oh, it's bound to. Yeah, it was pretty far off. Um so the cloaks I'm using on these models right now, I don't think you can see. Uh, I'll take a photo and put up on the page tonight, but they're sort of a very blue, blue-green, uh, and it was it did have some real trouble with that one. Oh, I got um, Lee in the chat channel said the Artificer is like the infamous triple zero. What up, Lee? At your table. He says that's the triple zero at our table. Yep. So Lee is one of the guys from the local game store. Uh, he and I have been <laughs> painting. So oh. welcome aboard, Lee. Good good to hear you. Good to see yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Congo does make a, a pretty funny but valid point that this is probably the only thing that GW will give away for free. It's true. So uh, I do feel like it is trying very hard to sell their system of painting. Um... And it's not a bad attempt. Everything is broken down into base coat, layer, dry brush, wash, glaze, using their products and their terminology with videos of how they mean it. The one thing that I did like about it, because I, I played around with it, and I don't use GW Paint, mm-hmm. but you know I like the paint by miniature. And what I saw the really good use of it was, was our store owner. <laughs> Ooh. Store owner had it open, and we had a new guy that was getting into 40k, was going to do stuff, and he opened up the app, opened it up to bl- the the Blood Angel model, and then was able to say, "Hey, here's the colors you're going to use, or these are the these are the the colors that are painted on that model. So if you want to copy that, this is you can go over the rack, find all these colors, and you're good to go." Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a really cool thing to use or whatever. That way everybody could say, you know, okay, I got that. Uh, if you're using primarily um, as for your inventory and wish list, uh, okay, it's GW Paints. But I mean, I know that this week I was running out of some uh, paints and I went, oh crap, I have to go get this one. And my local store didn't have it. So I was like, I need to make sure I stock up with that next time I go there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good uses for free. Um, I do definitely agree with Seth. If they had have a some way, even if it's only using GW Paints, of going, this is my blend for this. Mm-hmm. It'd be great, but I, I feel like that might be a lot to ask from a free app. I think if you're doing it in terms of just, it's a um, 
a database of what did I do, what did I use. I don't think that's probably too hard to program, but as a non-programmer, I don't know. <laughs> I, I did like that they give you examples of what a dry brush and a layer looks like. Mm -hmm. I think that was pretty interesting, and the colors they use because it's a little bit different. Um, and of course, the video part is really, really good because you can go, okay, um, getting started. Oh, what is glazing? Yeah, and there's a video on glazing, mm -hmm. which that's like a really hot paint style right now. Mm -hmm. Glazing is huge, and it's right there. And you can go, oh, there's glazing. Which brings me to my other complaint. Uh oh, the, the way that they are. And this is going to, I think, uh, chafe some people. The way that they are describing different techniques is really not the technique itself, but the product that they're selling. So a glaze is not necessarily what they are selling as a glaze. That a lot of their glazes are really clear paint. Um, because glaze means that you have got a thin enough color that when you put it over something else, it sits on top of the surface, unlike a washer which would sink into the surface, mm -hmm. uh, into the cracks, and it would um, filter through, which some of their stuff does, but some of their stuff is so thick as a glaze, some of the product itself, that it doesn't actually quite do that. It creates more like a gel coat over the top. Like That's when you like, used to uh, add the dish soap to the uh, washes. Yes, because it was too thick. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the issues of the medium that they're using. Um, so I think that's going to be one of the only issues is that they are trying to redefine certain terms that are going to be specific to their product. Which is pretty standard GW, um, yep. but I'll be honest, uh, even with that negative fe feature, this is a, com uh, a gaming company more or less doing it right to get people into the hobby as a whole. I'm I mean, yeah. pretty shocked, honestly, at their turnaround from, say, a year ago, year and a half ago, to now. It's it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yes. For sure. You would be surprised. If it was like a year and a half, two years ago, you'd be like, GW, yeah, they. how much are they going to charge you for this? It's um, a $5 app. Rules, right? It's a $5 app. Yeah. With, with buying into each different technique or each different thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, and like again, I'm not saying. So in terms of shots and cr shots of Kraken, I would give this one shot a Kraken. Oh, agree. Um, and that one shot of Kraken is because it's limiting if you want to go beyond that. So if you're just looking to paint armies to just get stuff done, there's nothing wrong with it. But if you are at a point, go ahead. Hmm? Sorry, go ahead and finish. No, just that if you're trying to go a little bit further than army painting, you want to get something a little bit more complicated. Um, you're thinking about going into anything remotely competitive, that would be where it's a problem. That you have to relearn the language. Uh, I would say it is Vintage Games Workshop, where it is a great entry to a greater world. Yeah. Just like 40k and Age are a great entry to a greater world of miniature gaming. You know, they, yeah. they, they get you in the door, and then you're free to see everything else, and you get to see all the wonder laid out in front of you, and eventually you may move beyond it, or it may be enough for you, and that's all you need, and you mm. never need to go any further, and they're going to provide everything for people who only need to go that far. That's true. That's true. All right. The one thing I, I like about this was also the texture paints, is they give you a photo look of what the texture paint looks like when it's dried and done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because 
my Grimkin that I'm painting, it's a black and white sketch type theme, and I use this Agro and Badlands as my base. And I put, you know, grass on top of it, but I put that on there, prime it black, and then paint it. And this is very much similar to what I use, and very much the way it looks. And I'm pretty happy about it, because like the desert stuff looks, excuse me, looks a little bit different. Uh, the urban debris looks a little bit different, but I mean, that way you know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And honestly, bases, to a lot of people starting out, bases are tough. I'll be honest, bases were one of my weak spots getting in. I was terrible at bases, and something like that would have been a great boon. Um, I'll tell you, I've lost a couple like uh, painting competitions where my stuff was clearly better because the other guy's bases were better. Mm-hmm. And it's an eye opener when I mean I don't I'm never really competitive, but it's like, hey, it's army on parades. We need Lord of the Rings army. I'm like, well, I painted the Lord of the Rings army. Let me put it out there, and my models were je- better than the other guys, but his bases were better. So it's everyone like, oh, I like that army better. Mm-hmm. It's 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 an eye opener, and this would have been a great help to me. And keep in mind, that was me working at Games Workshop for about seven years at that point, so... Mm-hmm. When we asked the, uh, the assembled crew, uh, do people want me to do a video on different styles of basing for armies? Oh, I think that'd be useful, uh, definitely useful in the future. I mean, uh, uh, since I'm mostly looking at skirmish-level games right now, I mean... Uh, I haven't touched a War Machine model in a bit. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've messed with some, but I haven't really painted one in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but assembling Malifaux and all, I, I just go for, for pre-sculpted bases because they're so good. And when you're only doing, you know... <laughs> I joke that in the entirety of a slow-grow league with an extra week in it for Malifaux, I use less total models than the average War Machine army. Mm-hmm. What? So it's easy to, you know, use sculpted bases for that. But something like War Machine... Sculpted bases on everything is gonna put you put you back a pretty penny. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know um, that was something that Erica asked because she was like, "Well, how do I do the base?" And she was wanting to do like a forest type theme, and you know, because he's playing circle. And I was like, "Well, you're gonna take this rock, you're gonna put glue on the, all the bottom of the base, and you're just gonna dip it in there." She's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna dip it in there, shake it off, dip it in again, shake it off, and then go with it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's a lot of people. That's a new thing when you paint. Yeah, you may have painted stuff, but you've never made bases like this. Uh, sure, I should get her to talk to my roommate. Our roommate could teach her stuff about uh, sculpting little details for the base that uh, make all the difference. She did a uh, what's her name? Uh, not Griselle, the other one. Janessa. No, Calandra. Calandra. And she did uh, like little little mushrooms and stuff in there. Like just out of green stuff. She's never really worked with green stuff before, but she's like sculpting mushrooms out of green stuff because this just in, guys. Women's are crazy like that. They jump in and and they hobby the crap out of that shit. <laughs> and it looked great. It's just great little little things you can do. And there's so much stuff out there that um, I hate to say it this way, but if you're willing to spend the money, you can make your bases look so awesome, even if you're not buying pre-sculpted bases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can start with the simple quirk stuff. You you can go to Little 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 foliage you can put out there. You have static grass clumps. You make your own little leaf litter that you could put out on the base. It's crazy. Yeah, that the leaf litter I think is really cool looking. And um, there's like a static grass that has like flowers on top of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like green, and then there's stuff. It's got the little yellow ones on top. I'm like 
I can't find those, but those are pretty damn cool. Yeah, it's 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 amazing what they have out there. You can find, um, and and honestly, even just finding bits of stuff to put on there, you know, as, as an old you know 40k player, just putting you know extra guns in on the base, maybe you know scuff them up with a hobby knife or whatever. Um, on uh, my Ashland base, I actually took a Kador shoulder pad with the symbol on it and scuffed it up a little bit, painted it up, and, and it's on her base because she hates Kador. Like you should if you're Lely's. <laughs> I'm waiting for Congo to comment on that. It'll come up. Yeah. Gotta give it a minute. Yeah. But th there's so much you can do with bases, and uh, honestly, Seth, if you're willing to. Uh... <laughs> there's this comment. <laughs> If you're will willing to make a video on it, Seth, I think you could do, you could help a lot of people take their their models to that next level. Sure. I mean, I t told John that all the time. When 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 John started doing extra stuff with his bases, it just it starts taking models to the next level. You can take an averagely painted model, put it on a great base, and they're like, "That's amazing." Mm -hmm. For but sure. But you can overdo it too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you ever see? His I see some people that just put put way too much stuff, or their bases are way too high. Crap, the gun is way too high. It's like, oh, I have this really cool mountain on a 30 millimeter base. Which is fine if you're playing scorn models. But other models are probably not so good. <laughs> My um, virus too is hysterically tall. Because I got an elevated base, and then I got more pieces for him so he could be jumping off of a tower. So he is taller than Hyperion. Um, <laughs> that but it was largely because I kept breaking off his arms. Oh, fair enough. I want to make sure um, that he was out of the way. Gons, did you ever see John's, uh, Mount John's, uh, Gorman he painted up on the Stormwall foot? Mm -mm. That was a model that I thought was maybe a little over the top as far as, uh, basing. Because it's got like a Stormwall foot and he's on top of it on the base. And I'm like, that might be a touch too much. Hmm. But it's, it's hard. You eventually figure it out yourself. And there, there's. Like, ask people for help with bases if you need it. Don't don't sit there and just try and go. We've all been through it. Even me, who oh, was yeah. bad at bases, I can I can make some pretty decent bases nowadays. A ask everyone for help. They're, they're, we love to help. All of us. It's true. I, I have, like, a huge pet peeve about bases and people that put rocks on their bases or the gravel on their bases and don't paint it. Mm. Oh, that's just a big pet peeve because it looks so... Out of place. It does. And, and like I said, this is this is it, it's your mini. You can do where the hell you want. I'm not telling you to change it. But for me, I look at it and I go, "Oh, that's rocks." And there's a painted miniature, and those rocks aren't painted. The gravel isn't painted, and it just looks weird. It looks out of place. My buddy, the Jason, spent hours and hours at taking a rock that he put on the base and painting it again to look like a rock. Mm -hmm. He's like. It doesn't look much different than what than before I primed it, but now it fits in. Yeah, now it looks like it belongs there because whenever it's not painted, it just stands out like a sore thumb. It does, and, and maybe that's the look you want, which is fine. And when you get through an entire army, you'll find it won't be as bad as when you have a single model like that. Um, because a, a, a basing system that looks the same throughout a force. Even if it just looks similar throughout a force, because you can take different bases and put them together, and as long as it's they're similar colors and all, there'll be something binding them together and it'll look fine together. Um, but one standing out tends to be a little weird. Yeah, see, like mine, when I paint my, of course, Grimkin's not an exception because they're a single type thing. Mm -hmm. But like my Kador, 
all my Kador bases all have grass and snow and dirt. Mm-hmm. Okay, all of them. They're same style, same the 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 grass is a gray and a blue gray and a white over the top of it, dry brushed, and then the snow. But my mercenary models that I play with them, they've got a completely different basing scheme mm-hmm. because they're mercenaries. Um, and so that's kind of that's why I don't have a problem with it. And then, like I said, this is just personal me. Um, mercenary models, they just have to be like whatever they're doing. So they don't look anything like my Kador models. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I, my, my mercenaries are simple. I have a bunch of slate pieces that I got from the old uh, GW City Fight base sets from way back in the day. Ended up with like way more of those than I should. And just glue some rocks to the bases and then put just standard gravel mix on it and paint it up. It looks pretty good. I may eventually go back and do uh, some grass clumps. It's a good thing about static grass is you can just put some static grass down and make little clumps of it, and it looks like a little grassy clump in the middle of a field. I got two pro tips for people. First one, for mercenaries, um, if you are trying to figure out how to base mercenaries, especially if you've got multiple armies, if you look at what's on the edge of your bases, so if you've got rocks and snow on one, there's probably still some little bit of gravel or something else under there, and then you've got somebody else who's got a city base. If you choose to just base them in just that little bit of gravel and whatever that mid-tone is, they fit with any army that they're playing with. Oh, uh, Congo states that you need to describe the flavors of your food now, sir. And give it a ra- You should give it a rating also, because we'll tell Alex. Um, in the world of Shots of Kraken... Zero. <laughs> this is amaze balls. So the kimchi braised Korean short ribs are delicious with a wonderful caramelized texture on the outside, still crisp somehow. The pork is incredibly succulent, flavorful. The soy sauce is coming through nicely. That saltiness, that umami. Um, the white rice underneath, I think, is a nice touch that it gives some good uh, texture. The, to the bok choy, which is great and crunchy, though the darker leaves from the top have just that right amount of uh, resistance. The green onion that has been mixed in, though, that is what really pulls everything together. So when you get a bite of the pork, the bok choy, the onion, and the rice, mm, it is magnifique. I got the wrong type of expression, but we appreciate it. I, 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 I don't speak Korean. You better find some. Uh, it, it paired hey, well Erica. both with seltzer and with cold black paint. Uh, Erica says she's kind of dreading painting her, uh, basing her first model. Um, she painted a... Oh, what is it? Um, it was a circle... Uh, the dog. Can't remember their name. Still an Argus. Yep. Is it still an Argus? One of the two Arguses. Yeah. Our guy. And yeah, and she put rocks on it, let it dry, and then primed it over. And now she's kind of yeah, she's kind of worried and dreading painting it. What could tips could you give her? Because this is her first time doing a base period, and she says she wants it more like a woodland scenic. What advice would you give her, Seth? Pro tip of the day. I'm going to continue. Everything is a pro tip of the day. That's that's what I do. Um, it, get a wife who will make you Korean short ribs. 
or rather make herself Korean short ribs and give some to you. Pro tip of the day. That's it. <laughs> John Spencer did not <laughs> like that pro tip. Um, so hungry I had to eat something. <laughs> so I think that, uh, Erica, if you've got any questions about this, you can always message me on Facebook and we can chat. Um, but when you're doing basing, the thing is that it's really easy to overdo it. So making something look like a forest doesn't take a lot of shrubbery. It doesn't take a lot of static grass and leaves and everything else. It's about a few details. So when I make my forest bases um, and I've got my rocks down, I make sure that I know what kind of forest I want it to be. Do I want it to be a pine forest? Do I want it to be arboreal forest? Do I want it to be a rainforest? Feeling, you know, multicultural. Um, and then I look at a picture of what actually grows there and try to find a little bit of that. If I can find something that looks even remotely similar and I can color match that, forests come together really nicely. Dry brush your base since you've already got rocks on it. Um, give it a wash after your first dry brush, let it dry, and then dry brush it one more time. And when you wash rock bases like that, it's going to take longer to dry than you think. So put it away for the night, come back the next day, it'll be probably ready to go. Um, Probably grays are good to go for the brocks. Do a brown wash like Agrax Earthshade or Army Painter Dark Tone. That'll create some of that sense that there's earth underneath it, so that when you put in your static grass at the end, um, it's going to read like there's something real going on under there. The other thing is, after your static grass has dried, and you want to apply static grass with either Eleanor's glue or mixing medium because mixing medium will dry matte um, rather than super glue, which will get glossy and kind of hard. Uh, after your static grass is dried, dry brush it uh, very lightly with whatever that main color of that forest is. So if I was doing a pine forest, I would do a bright green um, because that's what you see growing around pine trees, is little sprigs of bright green plants. Mixing medium? Yeah, or matte medium, either one. Because I've always used super glue, but I always applied it with, I put a little bit in an old blister and apply mm -hmm. it with a toothpick and never mm -hmm. had any problems, but interesting. Yeah, the, the reason why I do it, I use mixing medium instead is it's essentially still pre-thinned down Elmer's glue, is essentially what it is. And uh, that means that you can put stuff where you want it, and if you put a little too much on, you're okay. It also means that if you affix your static grass and then you want to put a little extra mixing medium on there, it'll uh, fix everything on even stronger because it'll blend right in. Um, you're gluing it down from top and bottom, not just the bottom. Hey, Seth, are you watching the Twitch stream? Nope. Can you check on that real quick? Because I can actually put up her photo mm -hmm. that she took of her miniature mm -hmm. and uh, show it to you. All right. Yeah, it's if on I Facebook, too, if you just want to jump there. Yeah. It's in, uh, I'll put it on here. That way people can kind of see what it what they're talking yeah, about. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I've been kind of getting into this type stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going right now. If I disappear, I'll just come right back on. Yeah, let me just... I'm trying to find her. Uh, da, da, da. Where'd it go? Well, I thought I was going to add it in here. 
Right now, it looks like fruit gushers. Huh. Interesting. Fruit gushers. Mm, no, that's that's oh, that's an ad. You've lied to me, Twitch. You've lied to me. Uh. Okay. Uh, it is not letting me put it in here for some reason. Uh, 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 uh. uh hold on. How do I screen share instead of my webcam? And yes, Congo, you can eat mixing medium um, since it's essentially Elmer's glue. I don't recommend a whole lot of it, though. Binds you up. You need some fiber. Give me a second. I got, I'll fix this. I saved it the wrong way. Mm. So, give me a second. Save it to... Let me drop it in my Dropbox real quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka-laka. It saved it as a PDF for some reason, so that's probably the reason why it wasn't coming through. Mm -hmm. And there it goes. Okay. So let me add video file. Um, there it is. And are you loaded up? Yep. I'm ready when you are. Okay. I'm going to become very dark for a moment. Yeah. I'm going to get the layout and change the aspect ratio just for a minute. That way we can get a big picture of it. And she's also eating my candy bar of choice, I see. Okay. There you go. I mean, that's about as... Yeah, I got it. Got it? Yeah, I see it. Um, yeah, dry brush it. Uh, so you've got some nice grass in there, and as far as this being a first model, well done. Um... You've done the hardest part, which is painting between the lines. And it's a great place to be. You've got some, some shading going on. Your Argus has got eyes. Um, they look like they're looking the same way. Can't quite tell from this angle. No, I think this is good. Um, I would say dry brush underneath. If you want to make it look a little bit more realistic, you could only... Make sure you only dry brush where light would actually hit, so don't worry about dry brushing directly under the Argus. Um, and because he's brown, don't use brown for your basin. Um, use a gray or something else like that. Mm, yeah, and then a little bit of yeah, static grass. Um, some people like buying leaf litter from companies. I really become a big fan of. There's a few companies who make really tiny leaf punches. And you punch out your own. Um, I like those a lot, and I'll actually get leaves from the local forest, um, which is just in my backyard, and use that punch on real leaves, and it looks really cool. Yeah, and that one was for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, because that was a, and because this all goes back because we're all representing that we're going back to the paint <coughs> app. Mm -hmm. And what other app would you suggest for someone that's starting new that they can get? I, of course, I'm an iPhone user, so that and Seth, bring back your lights. You're not cool. Come on, people are calling me Powers Booth. That's amazing. <laughs> He's only on my I mind because I saw him in a movie this week. I've decided to do. Well, powers through, powers if through. you were to get an app 
here's what I would do. Um, I would need to like like get you the voice modulator. Do, do the do the Batman voice. <laughs> Batman. Batman recommends that you go out and you get yourself paint my minis. Two dollars, well worth it. Oh, Two dollars is not bad at all. Um, yeah, uh, the only problem with getting Paint My Minis is that you have to back door to get it. So do a search for Paint My Minis uh, on iTunes, and it'll give you the link. If you try to find it just straight through iTunes right now, it's not showing it. I'm not sure why. I think that's probably the best one. The one that is on uh, Android that I've seen is the, I think it's called Paint Pot is very good as well. It does a lot of the same things. Layout is a little different, it looks a little different, but you can control it the same ways. Um, what I didn't see is the initial palette selector where you get to decide uh, how to use the color wheel to figure out what you're doing for your full piece. Alright, lights are coming back on. Hopefully no one will go blind. Yeah, and you know what's funny is when she first painted that up, I was like, no, that's pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. For the first time painting a miniature. Yeah. Better than what I did when I first started. I regret that I don't have mine, my first miniature, because when I painted it, I was so excited that I didn't let the paint dry, and I was using Apple Barrel paints. So I put on the first <laughs> little bit of paint, and I was like, that's so cool! Then I put on the next paint, and that started to run into the first paint. So then I tried to fix it by putting more of the first paint in, and then it just... By the time I was done, you couldn't see what anything was, and I was so proud. <laughs> Look at this badass wizard. He's got an eye patch. That's because the black paint from the bottom of his hat just dripped into his face. <laughs> yeah. Ah. So, what about... Because we have, we have one of our local painters, really good guy, uh, David, um, paints really well, love his paint style, love his painting, and what he does is he takes like a 3 by 5 note card, mm -hmm. and so whenever he's doing a um, new army, he'll put the paint on that and let it dry and then write, it, write what it is, so he knows that this is my Crick scheme, or this is my Grimkin scheme, and this is the, my you know whatever scheme mm -hmm. do you can you do that with that paint by potter whatever those other apps are yeah you can do that exact same sort of thing except you're doing it digitally um i also have my external hard drive let me go grab it right here so this notebook has gone with me to every paint lesson every weekend i've been to it's probably three quarters full and it's all techniques recipes um, last year at War Machine Weekend, Dallas was doing a uh, a how-to on painting non-human flesh briefly, and I was oh wait sorry not non-human it was skin faces and eyes pale skin midland flesh and then dark skin and I was actually leaning over and getting paint swatches. Um, I don't know what people thought I was doing, but I was definitely doing that. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I think that's I think that works. But my iPad I can bring with me lots of different places, and if it gets wet, I'm not worried about it because it's in a waterproof case. If something were to happen to this journal, 
and it got wet, I would lose the information. Um, that's the only reason I don't take it with me some places. Um, I love painting on things normally. It does help you see what colors are going on as well. So, I think they can, everything works. Just, what are you doing? Um, I know at least two people who swear by analog only. All they want is their journal. Alright, well, we're about like two minutes ready for um, good old uh, media segments. So we're going to go to that and everybody have a movie they're going to talk about, or at least a TV series they're going to talk about. Can I start? <laughs> I have at least one. I have, I have kind of two. But one's kind of a, oh, I haven't seen it yet, and I want to know, we should all watch it and see what it's like. All right? Okay. Let's switch over to the media section. Yay. Oh, Yay! Media section, whatever, no problem. Um, I'll go with my first one, and it's actually a TV series on Netflix. Um, and it is the new Drew Barrymore, and uh, what's his name? Um, oh, gosh. Um, Timothy Oliphant. The Santa Clarita Diet, I think is what it's called. And it's about a woman that is a real estate agent, and her husband's a real estate agent, but she finds out she's a zombie, and so she's got to eat people to stay alive. Um, and so that was watching that. And it's a comedy. And it involves a lot of geek stuff, a lot of nerd stuff, but it actually was pretty damn good. I was really surprised how good it was. Uh, I love Timothy Elephant to begin with because of all the th other things I've seen him in, but it was actually not bad. How do you find out you're a zombie? Um, you try to eat normal food and you can't eat it and so you have to throw it up and then you find out you have to eat certain things uh, it kind of explains it in the series um, there's some Romanian voodoo something or other that's going on that they kind of mentioned but they're kind of it's it's kind of part of the story so you can't say much about it um, but it it brings some pretty interesting things to it uh, different things to the genre of zombies I should say mm. um if you're not into Drew Barrymore, Timothy Elephant, or in, in kind of the quirky um, comedy type stuff, you're probably going to need a few shots of Kraken to get through it. But I mean, the one thing I like, it's 30-minute episodes. Mm. And I finished the entire series finally and enjoyed it beyond belief. Mm. Didn't have any problem with it. So it's a good binge watcher because it's only 30 minutes each. So that was my first one that we did. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, do you mind if I... I just want to start with... I won't do a review, I'll let John go next, but... So I had my... Uh, a little bit of time on Saturday, and I tried watching several movies, so I, ha I just want to go through my I-can't-do-it list. <laughs> okay, that should be good. <laughs> so everything was limited to what was free on cable or Netflix, and the first movie that came up was I, Frankenstein, and I knew nothing about it. And so I said, oh, well, you know, Frankenstein movie, that sounds good. Fifteen minutes in, 
I gave up. I just gave up. I was like, I don't care about this. I don't care about the director. I don't care about that it's Underworld Part 3000 with gargoyles, demons. It's it's Underworld with Frankenstein. Um, and I was so disgusted because I'm like, you've got good actors here. Why are you wasting them on this? Yeah, and then I remembered. Yeah, and then I remembered that uh, people, actors, especially when they're getting started, sign multi-movie deals to do a movie they want to do, and then they have to do a movie they don't want to do. And I think that's what I, what I saw that night. Um, so my second movie was called Beautiful Creatures, which was recommended on Netflix, which was, uh, the best way I could describe it is a gender-swapped, witch-based Twilight episode. That's me being nice. I oh, made I remember it, that one. Okay, I remember the review for that one. And I made it, oh, a full 20 minutes before I was, like, I'm out. Because um, the boy who is the desired guy uh, is not a vampire, has no special skills. But for some, he's just a nice guy from South Carolina. But for some reason, he talks like this! <laughs> It is like the most horrible, <laughs> affected, helium-induced thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, what is this? And why would you make that choice? And why would your director let you make that choice? So you're saying it's a worse accent than uh, Nick uh, Nick Cage in uh, Con Air? Yes. And Damn. my my fear is that this is like how this actor actually sounds. Like maybe <laughs> I'm making fun of somebody, and this is. He has some weird vocal problem. So I gave up on that. <laughs> um, and then my third attempt, where I was just like, alright, it's this or I'm going away. Uh, <laughs> you're going away? <laughs> just like, I'm walking out of the house, I will go outside, universe wins. Um, I got not five minutes into... Uh, or maybe maybe ten minutes, but definitely not more than ten minutes into this movie called Seventh Son. <laughs> and I was just like, I understand why all of these movies are for free. Oh, see, Seventh Son's the, several of those sound like one I would love to watch all the way through and review, but I am a notorious glutton for punishment. Well, I was intrigued because it had the same actor. the The splash for it was the photo of the actor who plays Jon Snow. And it's a fantasy movie, and I said, okay, I'm not a huge Game of Thrones fan, but at least I know he's a decent actor. What's going on? And he died in the first five minutes, and I'm like, this is bad. This is not a good sign. Oh, the old bait and switch, huh? Yeah, so at that point, I just bailed. It was a beautiful day to go outside. (laughs) John, you're up. I'm up. God, I've watched so many movies since last time, guys. Uh, uh, I'm not going to go over all of them, but uh, let's start with uh, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Uh, getting ready for Kingsman 2. Uh, Trollton Heston, one of our longtime listeners, uh, or uh, John, longtime listener, had not seen the first one. So I'm like, well, it's Thursday, the day before the movie comes out. I'm not doing anything after work. You can come over. So he came over and watched it. And obviously, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I like that movie a lot. It has a a very good style. Um, it's a very good 
sort of halfway point between Austin Powers and James Bond um, without crossing into the old Roger Moore James Bond territory that was a bit too cheesy for words uh, enjoy the heck out of it another viewing through um, the only thing that uh, and spoilers because Jesus Christ this movie is 2014 it's like three years old is mm. that uh, when uh, Samuel Jackson or Richmond Valentine at the end of the movie after all of his friends are dead decides to continue going on with his plan to call the human race this just in Richmond when everyone you're trying to save is dead and you're going to continue culling the human race that's not culling that's called fucking genocide <laughs> it was the one part I stopped and I thought I'm like that don't make no sense no more granted he was pissed that all of his friends were dead so he wasn't thinking rationally but it was one of those things where like it, it, for a second it took me out of the movie but uh, really enjoy it. Uh, super fun. Got me stoked to uh, watch the second one. I give it like one shot of Kraken. Um, There's one fun. scene in there you don't need any Kraken, though. Zero shots of Kraken for the church scene. It's, uh, it's 100%. like 100%. It's, it's like killing Nazis. You can't feel bad. I mean, I know they're just normal people, and but they're like, it, it's obvious a pastiche of the Westboro Baptist Church and like spewing hatred. And you're like, yeah, I, I should feel bad. I, I might be a bad human being because I don't feel bad, but fuck all those people. And and Colin Firth does. He just kills... I mean, not everyone, because other people fighting, but he kills everyone he comes into contact with. It, it It's a great scene of this is how a highly trained veteran super spy would go up against average people in a situation like this. It just... I mean... Uh, Troll Tyson did say that it was a little he was a little light on bloodshed and that and it, it, it made it odd for him but man I could not imagine that scene with proper bloodshed it would be it would be a thing and that movie was rated X for violence it'd be a Quentin Tarantino movie worse <laughs> even he went black and white for a good portion of Kill Bill just to keep it from getting too bad yeah so, yeah that church scene was a, was an amazing action scene yeah I mean, it was just fluid. It moved well. It was shot really good. I will always remember that scene in that movie. Anytime you talk about it, it's the church scene. Yeah, and and uh, there was some movie, and I don't remember what it was, that it apparently had taken Freebird, and uh, apparently this took Freebird back. I hear Freebird. I totally think of this was this scene now. Um, do you want me to go into Kingsman too, or do you guys want to do something else in between? No, go to Kingsman 2. That way it segues into it. Alright, uh, Kingsman 2, which is called Kingsman the Golden Circle. Uh, and the whole plot, as given away by trailers, is that somebody kills pretty much all the Kingsmen, and it's just uh, Merlin and uh, Eggsy, or Galahad, uh, who have to go to America and enlist the help of the Statesmen um, to uh, fight off a new uh, a new villain. And... It's, it's pretty good. It has a healthy dose of sequelitis, which is its only real flaw. Um, the fight scenes are pretty good. Um, most of them are... I mean, none of them quite are as good as the church scene, but you're not going to reach that level again. But they're almost as good. There's like uh, a couple that are almost as good. The humor is usually on point. Um they turned a joke in the first movie into a running thing in the second movie, which is pretty good. 
Um, Elton John's in it, and Elton John is fucking amazing. He's mostly comic relief, but it's actually Elton John playing Elton John, and it's got some really, really, really funny moments with him. Um, quite honestly, I would say <clears throat> the only real problem is <clears throat> the sequelitis, and I think the villains may be a touch too over the top, but I count that as a kind of sequelitis. Um, some great action scenes. Have you seen the previews? I don't want to give away anything for people who haven't seen a lot of previews, but uh, if you were to see, you know, dapper British uh, super spy teaming up with sort of loudmouth American super spy uh, with, you know, electric lasso and whips and six shooters and stuff, this is your movie. <laughs> <coughs> um, it's done pretty well. They're they're setting up theoretically for a trilogy. I've heard they say they have one more movie in, and I could see them doing one more movie. Um, uh, enjoyable. It does get you the feels a couple of times, and uh, yeah, go watch it. It's definitely worth it. Uh, I give it about two shots of Kraken, so better than your average action movie. But you know, maybe multiple viewings might make it even a little better. But uh, you know, what what do you want? It's it's hard to make a sequel and make it good when the first one was a pretty self-contained story. And. and- and a really surprise hit story. <coughs> Absolutely. I mean, when I saw the when I saw Kingsman on the you know, out on you know trailers and stuff like oh uh, uh type thing, and then watched it you know when it came out on DVD Blu-ray and I was like, damn, that was actually really good. I should have seen that in the theater. Yeah, I meant to see the theater. I was pleased that I did. I'm like, well, it was it was like a John Wick or a Fury Road, a movie that you did not expect to ever be that good, but ended up being that good. Yeah. It was a pretty surprise opener. That's why I was kind of curious if 2 was going to be as good or near it, because, you know, that's the sequel issue. I would say it's definitely near it. It definitely, um... And all things aren't going to have in the same way. Some people might not think the villains are over the top. Uh, it's Julianne Moore. I I thought she was over the top, but not, not like her plan was stupid or anything. I thought her plan was... Uh, as logical as Valentine's plan from the first one, and the statements were a well... Statesmen were a welcome addition, and... It had some good moments. Yes. And there's some songs in it. Uh, There is a cover uh, for the final fight. There's a cover of Word Up, if you remember that song from the Mm 80s. That's like country bluegrass style. That's pretty amazing. Uh, Talking about that... um, and they're going to be doing this pretty soon. I uh, did see that they're making a John Wick 3. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen 2 yet. And so I'm kind of iffy about that. Oh, oh. Let, 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 let me sum this up for you. I saw 2. Uh, my buddy L. Marshall said it was a holiday. We all took the day off and we all went and saw 2 together. Fuck yes. <laughs> Man. Fuck yes. Um, so going back on that because it's a sequel to John Wick 3 um, I did read an article recently where they said that they were thinking about going back into M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable world and doing stories based on the world where the superheroes were like them that they were I mean because well I'll take this back M. Night Shyamalan's movies has degraded over, you know, since his first one. They just went downhill, downhill. I think Unbreakable, the story and what it was behind and the way they presented the superheroes and supervillains was really cool. 
and it kind of reminded me of Heroes, the TV show. Okay. There wasn't the over to- over the top superheroes, you know. There wasn't anything like that. And I actually would, I probably wouldn't have a problem with that if they did something based off of that world where the superheroes are there, they're just hidden. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know if anybody read that or not. I read a little bit about it. I heard. I mean, it's all foundation rumors. It's like, oh, we're gonna get Samuel Jackson back. Other ideas with that. I have this sinking suspicion it's not going to be good. I hope it will be good, but I have a sinking suspicion it will not be good. I hope so. Much like my suspicion, suspicion on the Robotech movie will not be good. I'll go see it anyways because I the love Robotech movie. Wait a minute, the oh, what? Oh, oh yeah. I don't know. You don't know? It's been in development hell for a while. I mean, they've had like three different directors attached to it. But they finally have a director, they finally have some work going on it, and based on the amount of Robotech merchandise coming out, like all sorts of stuff here and there, um, the movie seems like it's a going concern, and that's why they're getting all this uh, merchandise out to, to to get it ready for that. And I hope against hope that it's good, but I am so worried, because that's a piece of my childhood, and they do it wrong. I'm going to be flying to L.A., and people are going to be dying. When are they going to uh, run out of 80s ended? material to stop Never. making new movies? Never. Never. <laughs> well, back in my I mean, day. As long as Pla- Sorry. If Palladium doesn't have anything to do with it, it might come out on time. <laughs> Luckily, it's only Harmony Gold, not Palladium. Um, and I don't want anyone to think we're bad-mouthing Palladium in general. Palladium in general was a, a, a integral part of my childhood in role-playing. Mm-hmm. That being said, I haven't played one of their games in a long, long time because their role-play games are not good. Sorry. I liked Rifts. Rifts has an amazing world, and Rifts came out for Savage Worlds. Mm-hmm. So I would totally play the hell out of that, but I will not play the actual Palladium system. It is about four generations old and has not been updated enough to be worth it. Yeah, and the Savage World system is really good and really easy for people to pick up. Yeah, really easy. I mean, it, it's to the point where uh, people were like, we want to play Robotech, but we want to do it with uh, the hero system or champions. Uh, so literally, I made up every single mech and weapon for Robotech for champions and had that out there. Uh, a guy was hosting a website for a while, had a bunch of my stuff on there. I mean, it's not that hard. It's but bonus of something like champions or like a GURP system where you can just make whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As soon as you've got the system now, I'll just, just make whatever you need. Ah. So let's go with our last thing that I want to talk about. And it is on CBS Access only. Uh, and it's the new Star Trek series. So let's start off with, do you know how much CBS All Access is? I've heard different tales as to what the price is. Um, I actually, because I recently got rid of my DirecTV... And I pay for my PlayStation View. Uh-huh. And the only channel I don't get is the um, CBS. And it's 5 bucks a month. Yeah, it looks like it's 6 bucks a month. It's 10 bucks if you want no advertising. And I will take the advertisement any day for half a cost. So, I, I will say, based off of this, fuck CBS. For $6 a month, you better give me no fucking advertising. <laughs> if you're putting advertising in, it should be absolutely bargain basement cheap because you're fucking making me watch advertisements. Well, 
there's there's not a lot of advertisements in there. It's not like a normal TV like, uh, program. If it's like one during an episode, I'd probably be okay at that price. But if it's more than one, I'm thinking you're charging too much. It, it is more than one. Yeah. Wow. But going on that, skipping the CBS Access mm-hmm. price point. Yeah. Um, I've watched a few of the trailers of the new Star Trek series. And I like a good sci-fi, you know, series. And Star Trek makes a great TV series mm-hmm. because you can do whatever you need with it. I don't know. Has anybody seen it yet? I have. Well, it first episode's tonight. The first two episodes are tonight. So no. Oh, if it they've seen it. Yet? They're not watching us. No, they haven't shown yet. It's tonight. Oh. There, there was some stuff. There's some some weird advertising. It made it seem like it was Thursday, but Thursday was actually uh, the Orville changing dates to that. Which is another sci-fi thing that I'm not terribly interested in. Nope. Um, How did you? I don't trust Seth MacFarlane to do a. And no offense to him, Family Guy had some really, really amazingly funny moments, and he has some funny moments. But I don't trust him to consistently make a sci-fi series that I would enjoy. Well, okay, I guess that's something we all need to watch this week. Uh, is we need to watch the new Star Trek show see what we think about it and we'll bring back our opinion on that one at media section I think they made the first I think they're going to make the first episode free I've heard something like that so we'll have to do some checks if you guys find something throw it on uh, our Facebook chat so we can do it or if you guys uh, in the chat room find anything throw it at us so we can watch that because I feel like we should all see it if possible I'm not paying for CBS All Access I mean I like NCIS but God, I'm so far behind, it's going to take me forever to get through Netflix. And honestly, uh, from a bigger standpoint, I do not want all networks to think that this is okay. It's not okay. No. Well, I think that this is like a a bigger issue of... So the networks have realized internet means that people don't watch TV the same way, so they can't get the ad revenue the same way. I don't like that this is them forcing us to pay out of ads... That means we're paying for the show, and if we don't pay for the show, they're getting the ad revenue on top of it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that is that is shitty. If you're paying for a product, you should just get the product. Um, like if I were paying six dollars a month, that's four episodes. Oh, wow. right. Assuming they so, come out on a weekly schedule, yeah, four four episodes a month, yeah. Okay, so on iTunes, I could get that for. Say, I mean, my math will be off, but say ten dollars. Okay, so for four bucks, you're you're giving me ads, and if I pay the extra money, you're still like I don't know, feel feels it, dirty it, to me. Yeah, it doesn't seem good. It, it seems like honestly, you know, things you'll put it out on DVD. You always do. I'll wait for the DVD. Sure, I'm a little behind. Good lord, there's a lot of things I'm behind on. It'll be okay. Uh, I think the only company that could get away, and probably will get away, with making their own specific streaming service is Disney slash ABC, because it's Disney, it's ABC, it's ESPN, they have enough properties to make it work. Mm -hmm. And that being said, CBS does do football, so if you're a football guy, and uh, and they still do, I assume they do AFC teams, and you have an AFC team and they stream it, maybe it's worth it because you get the game also. You know? So, I mean, if you don't have... I don't have cable, so, like, if Fox had not had series they cared about and streamed, like, the Redskins games, maybe I'd be interested. 
but you, you really have to be careful because it's a lot of money for not enough. I mean, think about how much you get with Netflix or even Amazon Prime. Let's go Netflix. It's an easier one because there's not a lot of extra perks. Uh, Netflix is really cheap, and while you don't necessarily have everything you want, you will never run out of things on Netflix to watch. Ever. I can close. A, <laughs> you weren't looking at the right <laughs> stuff. I, I can throw you some stuff you should watch. Like, go online. They have these guys like, this is what's coming to Netflix this month. Every time that comes out, I swear to God, there's at least two movies I actively want to see, and probably another half dozen that I wouldn't mind seeing, that like I missed, or I want to see again, or what have you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not counting TV shows. I mean, there's a ton of TV shows on there, so... Um, so I'm not telling you guys not to support this. Maybe you want it. But... I'm telling you not to support it. Th- think about it. I mean, if you love... Like, I love NCIS. I watched NCIS for years. Um, I'm still a bit behind, so I'd have to catch up through uh, through Netflix where the, the current season would bother. But if I was on the current season, I don't have cable right now, and between that and Star Trek, I might consider it. Maybe they had, if they had one more show I'd liked... And maybe football games? I'd consider it. That might be worth the money. But that's something you have to make for your own decision, and you also have to decide if you want to support that business model, which I'm not sure I want to. And I'm willing to take one for the team and not see Star Trek till it comes out on a DVD. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to, to, to not see it until it comes on DVD and take one for the team to not support this kind of money grab if you will well you know what's funny is going with that because you know like I said I went with the Playstation View and the only channel the only main channel that's not on there is CBS mm. which is weird it is because I was like I'm sure they broke down in contract or you know negotiations that well you're just not going to pay us enough for this yep and that's I'm sure it was a money thing well and it kind of, there's not many things I watch on CBS <laughs> But there are other things that other people do, so I mean, I go with that. Yeah. But I mean, I'm really picky about what I watch on TV nowadays. I'm just like, uh, I can watch this, this, and this, and I have my show set up, and I'm watching that and that only. Uh, I'll be honest. Any of us could survive off of just what's available on just Amazon Prime or just Netflix or even potentially just YouTube. I can waste a day watching very interesting stuff from a variety of topics on YouTube for free. And if I wish to pay for it, I pay just the content creators that I like. Like, oh, hey, Smarter Every Day did another great video. I should make sure they get some Patreon money or, you know, you know, whatever. You know, whatever guy, you know, who does something you like, you know, has a Patreon account. You can support him that way and make sure that that guy's getting the money. You don't have to go through the ads on YouTube or whatever. And, and there's so much content out there. So much. But, you know, it's Star Trek. It looks like it's made very well. Like, I saw the previews. It's, yes. It looks top-notch. Like, that, that original teaser... Remember that original teaser of the Discovery coming out of the asteroid? We were all like, what the shit is that? That thing looks like crap. Get that shit off my TV. And now, you, they've, they've done some redesigns. They've listened to a little bit of feedback, I think. And now you're like, everything looks absolutely top. Almost movie quality, to be honest. And I just got the uh, notice that it is streaming right now. There you go. Streaming right now. Um, and going on that, since TV shows, and we're coming up with the time, um, 
fall season starts up. New shows. And the one that I'm kind of looking forward to, um, Inhumans. <laughs> so, Marvel. This, this brings me Go to ahead. a rant. This brings you to a rant. Go! And it's not, and it's not about Inhumans. It's oh. about all those fucking websites and, and YouTube channels are like, watch this video on why Inhumans failed. Motherfucker, there's, it's been released in the theaters and that's it. It ain't fucking failed yet. <laughs> it's like when that uh, movie, um, Valerian, The City of a Thousand whatever, uh-huh. came out. The opening weekend, they was like, the reason why Valerian failed. Bitch, it's failing because you're sending videos out there that the average sheeple's going to look at and go, oh my god, this movie's terrible, I shouldn't watch it because there's a video there. I'm not going to watch the video, but the video said it failed, so I shouldn't go see it in the theater. Fuck! You can't keep doing that, guys. This is irresponsible journalism. And you can say, well, we're not journalism. We're journalists. <laughs> you can say that, but when you're reviewing stuff like that, you're 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 crossing into journalism. You have to be somewhat responsible. That'd be like us taking a game we have never played and just shitting all over it about things we've never seen or, or you know whatever before it's had a chance to catch on. Well, you I've never played War Machine that. well, so that's different. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever played War Machine well, uh, but. I, mean, you, I actually you hear what you're that. saying. Um, I was surprised and somewhat heartened to learn that the state of Virginia, God, education stuff, but this comes in, is making English teachers teach in the coming years how to recognize real versus fake online news media. Oh, and then the impact yeah, of... Fuck yeah, I was like, you know what? The next time I hear somebody make fun of folks from the South and their education, I'm going to be like, you need to see what these people are doing. They're, it they're is talking nuts. about Mississippi and Alabama. They're not talking about Virginia. Uh, in, in the little bit of experience I've had living here, it's a pretty broad brush. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's a joke from a guy who used to live in Mississippi. He lots of Jake there. But yeah, you, you got to recognize that stuff. Um, I don't even click on that stuff anymore. They don't deserve my hit. Even though I have ad blocks, they don't make any money off of me. They don't deserve my hit. I don't want to see that shit. Oh, yeah. It's part of that, that negativity thing. We don't need to see that negativity. That's why I don't... I mean, sure, these guys are doing it purely for humor, but so I don't watch everything wrong with X movie anymore or, you know, anything like that stuff because I, I don't want to see that. I want to see the other, the opposite channel, everything great about this movie. Hell, today I watched everything great about Gods of Egypt, and I'm like, okay, that movie doesn't look like an entire shit show. Maybe I should take a look at it. Maybe it'll be amusing. Was it an entire shit show? Oh, I haven't found it for free yet, but as soon as I find it, it for free, it legally, bad. legally, everyone, legally, don't pirate. It's bad. Um, no, it I, was bad. I will watch it. But it, was it amusing? Did it make the pop I, taste better? No. No? Okay. No. No, it was, I, I actually watched it, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know? And it was just like, wow, this is bad. This is really, really bad. Yeah, but uh, Inhumans, yeah, I'm actually yeah. kind of looking forward to see Inhumans. Um, yeah. I'm still a season and change behind an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. um, through no reason other than, you know, my roommate and I stopped watching it together when I moved. And since I didn't have cable anymore, it wasn't like I had it on TV. I've still got the end of that thing on my TiVo that's still hooked up for pretty much just that. So I can once you watch those, though they're on Netflix now, so I think I can unhook it. Um, and I do want to watch it. It's just 
I think maybe Agents of Shield is Marvel Overload for me right now. Um, it was not bad. It was enjoyable. I just never thought it was necessarily. It, it settled to a lower than I wanted level. The peaks were high. The lows were not terribly low, but it settled kind of lower to the lows than the peaks. Hmm. So. It, and with that said, folks, <laughs> that's another podcast in the can. You got two quality John rants. Don't get me started. Two, two rants. Wait till episode so, sixteen. I'll give you six of them. What? Yeah, I don't know. I'll find something. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna go and shut this down and start everything going uh, as usual. Uh, please take care of each other. Um, visit us at our Patreon account. Um, visit our website. Visit our Facebook page. Uh, if there's something you want to see or hear or want us to do, let us know. We don't have a problem. Um, and if there's like some special guests you want on, um, we will try to get it. We will bring people on that we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other than that, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And I'm Seth. Have a good night, everyone. Congrats, Team Germanys. Dance, dance, dance. Dance, dance, dance. I'm trying to go inside. I'm trying to go inside.